We can either have it as just a plug for the book, or you can teach me how to self-publish. You know, that's up to you. I can teach you how to self-publish in less than five minutes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, so based on the other episodes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you, you'll see. That's one of my goals, by the way, is, yeah, I like making history, so maybe this will be the shortest episode. <laughs> I think the shortest one is 45, right? I don't, uh... Yeah, DiCaprio was an hour. Tim's kind of dumb. Let's help him I get smart. Long. It's time to teach Tim. Hey, stuff. welcome to time. Ah, oh, I talked over the... Stuff, <laughs> stuff. We all know it's stuff. Yeah, I know. I, I talk over it, though, almost every time. All right. Welcome. We got Steve Poston in the house. Hell the yeah. The Postman. And today he's going to teach us either about the book or about self-publishing, but hopefully both. I would like to do uh, both. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to model my episode after. Can I hold up the yeah. other book? No, yeah, before I get to my book. I, I kind of want to do this during our episode, too. I would love to go to uh, – I'm not only going to teach you to self-publish. I'm also going to teach you how to sell a copy of your book. Ooh. Tim's already bought my book via yes. the interweb. So Amazon. hopefully Angelo Gingerelli will order a copy of my book because I'm going to order a copy of his book. Yes. So his book there. is Stand Up and Laugh. And during his episode, he did teach about starting up a stand-up career. But I think he did – or maybe he didn't, and I guess that's what I'll talk about – if this is a self-published work or if it, he got a publishing house to get the book, with, he should, I, to, with should I listen to that episode again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he worked with uh, Microcosm Publishing out of uh, Oregon. Oregon. Oh, wow. Oh, it okay. says it on the back. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Portland, yeah. Microcosm.pub. Okay. Maybe I'll check them out for... Uh, the next three uh, stories that are in my book. Yeah. Because my book is only three short stories. And uh, so the name of the site that I used was createspace.com. All right. Let's... Affiliated with uh, Amazon, I'm pretty sure. All right. Because Amazon is where I got it. And let's introduce the book. It's Surreal. Surreal Serial. I always want to say Serial Surreal. But Surreal Serial on Amazon. Like seven bucks, I think it was. It's, uh, it's six fifty. So here's what's even funny. So like they let you set your price after it gets published, uh, before you even have it published on the site. Like uh, you know, physical copies exist of it. They send you what's called a proof copy, and on that copy, it literally says proof. On every you know, page. Uh, not on every page. Only on literally one of the pages. So oh. <laughs> it should be watermarked throughout the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. But what's what I'm pretty sure of is that. Uh, I had somebody buy that for like five bucks for me. So like in an alternate <laughs> universe where like I make it big, that's like one of the biggest regrets of my oh, life. Yeah, like yeah. somebody got their hands on this thing that says proof. But that's actually, I think I do mention it uh, when, before this book came out, I had to write a coda. So Ooh, a, a coda, C-O-D-A, an underrated Led Zeppelin album first. Secondly, <laughs> a coda for any uh, fellow uh, English majors. This was actually for my major major, which uh, some of you might know as uh, master's. So I am a master at creative writing. I do have my master's wow. degree. I got my master's degree from Long Island University. Woo woo. <laughs> Irony, it was in Brooklyn, Long Island. But they do have a Long Island campus also. Anyway. Well, isn't Brooklyn technically Long Island? No, Queens of the Boroughs is the closest that you can consider parts of like Queens and Long Island. Oh. But Brooklyn and Long Island are uh Isn't it? It's on that island though that is long. No? No way. Is Brooklyn not part of that island? 
Look, I went to this school for two years. I knew it was in the Brooklyn campus. I think I should have looked that up. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely did know, though, a little ironic that it's called Long Island University. Yeah. And, but, you know, what's funny is I was driving and then I saw like uh, uh, Nassau or whatever it was, campus, uh, Long Island University. I was like, oh, that's the sister school or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like a franchise of education. You know, it's like multiple locations yeah. that have this nomenclature. Yeah fancy word uh, long island university anyway so i went to the one in brooklyn and i get my degree in creative writing to get your degree by the final year that you graduate you have to produce a work of publishable quality all right so i kind of think it'd be interesting if they were like no you have to get published non-self-published because as we're going to get to the whole point of this backstory yeah. they get i self-published eventually but my the so like yeah, thesis is what people knew like unfamiliar yeah. with. No matter where you major in, you get have a thesis, right? So my thesis, my project was surreal serial. Now, the first ever story that I ever wrote of it, I wrote. I remember this. I wrote in a uh, green pen. Ooh. It was a <laughs> pilot like V five series or something. If we were in Staples and we were in the pen aisle, <laughs> I would like get chills because I would know like yeah that pen. There was something yeah. about it like. I don't know. I, maybe it's a cliche or maybe it's kind of an innovative uh, motto, that I, I, if you will, or a mantra. I'm kind of like, when you're really in the zone, the pen starts moving before your wrist. Like the words yeah. just pour out of you. Yeah. And I poured out between three and five pages. But like, like, but it was yeah. a half an hour of like just flow. It was poetic and stuff. And then I had people read it and I got the best feedback, which was, well, what happens next? Yeah. yeah. So the initial story... And uh, I have tattoos, you have tattoos, mm -hmm. and I assume that's, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd love to hear your feedback in terms of having enough uh, tattoo uh, motif to it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have a guy meets a girl in a tattoo parlor. And like it, by the way, I'm a, I'm a playwright as well. I've never written this. I'd love this to be a play even, like a one-act play. And uh, yeah, I was just like, it'll be over the course of a relationship develops because he's getting tattooed yeah. by the yeah. female. But the whole thing was when I first first wrote it, uh, the guy is okay. Let's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now let's get to excerpts from this. By the way, oh, I left something in my car, so we could actually pause and come back, and nobody will yeah. even know the difference, right? Anyway, uh, I'm gonna read the back. Uh, or actually, you know what? Ooh, yeah. I'd love to have Tim read the back, and then with the, the listeners and Angelo, who's gonna definitely get a copy of my book because I'm gonna get a copy of his book after the set. You're gonna love this when the book arrives. So the front cover, actually, I guess Tim, I don't know how the camera will pick that up. Yeah, you'll definitely learn. First question: Why a spider? I'll get to that part today yeah. too. I think you find that out in this, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Tim's gonna read the back of the book. Yes, which was the first thing that I read. I read this out loud in front of my parents and my sister. And there are sexual overtones here, which is, it was awkward for a moment. <laughs> All right, here we go. You want it here, don't you? A little lower. Mary stopped at Betty's navel, here, and to the right. Mary stopped at the hip bone, here, right there. I want to... And <laughs> it's purposeful sexual overtones, yeah. but what you learn and that actually is in a short story i'd love to run to my car and get that after yeah uh but um that is an excerpt from a different story of the six total stories that make up 
Yes, by the way, here we go. Oh. You're with the pun master, Postman. Yeah. I wanted to call this, and I ultimately want it to be uh, nine stories eventually. So I have six, right? Mm-hmm. And I would want to call it the Kilogy instead of the Trilogy. Oh, right. And I bet, by the way, and uh, there's got to be a verb for this. And if there isn't, I would love to make up the word during this episode because I'm guilty of doing this, and I feel like other people do as well. So it's like... You think that you've had this brainchild, Killogy, <laughs> and you think you're the most clever person on the planet. Yep. And then you type in Killogy and you notice da 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 da. So anyway, by the way, when you brought it back, when you're like, oh, I, I resist, I can't resist the urge to calling it cereal, cereal. I definitely had people, the minute they looked it up, they were like, oh, yo, I couldn't find it. And I'm like, what were you typing in? And they were like, yeah. cereal, cereal, C E R E A L. And, yeah. uh. Well, the dyslexic in me wanted to switch the words. I so. Don't... So the other three I want to call a surreal sequel. All right. And then I haven't and then I think I, I yeah, I had one that I kind of started and I wanted to call that one um like uh Femme Fatale, but I wanted that to be like the last three, but yeah. the okay. beauty of it is they're not chronologically uh yeah. in order. Okay. Yeah. So here's the whole deal with that. To get to apply for the program at LIU to get your creative writing degree you have to uh, send in a manuscript, so to speak, like 15 pages of your writing. Right. My fault. I take that back. I thought it was 15 pages. It's got to be 30 pages. Uh-huh. So I had, <laughs> so let's go back. So I had the short story, Guy Gets Tattooed. Uh, I'll get a little more details in a little bit. And then at the end of that story, she was like, meet me here later tonight. And then I didn't write part two of that like yet. Uh, all right. Then I finally write uh, part two of that. And the original story was going to be called uh, the fall of Troy and the pun intended because he's Troy, the fall of him. And then the fall of Troy is the Greek reference, yeah. but I definitely had, uh, uh, people were feeling that that was too predictable. Like the er, fall of yeah. Troy. I'm predicting the, it's going to be about the downfall of this character, Troy. Yeah. So I, so I modified it and let's see actually if that one is even in here. I think when we're introduced to Troy, it's just Troy. It's just Troy. You mean like the stories? No, no. Okay. By the way, uh, so if you, I hold up the book. So it's three stories. The first story. Betty remembers Mary. Okay. Mary, by the way, my mother's name. How dare you slander my mother's name with having her then, as a oh, tattoo look. artist of all things. Then <laughs> look at it. Look. Ah, uh, Troy falls for Mary. All right. So yeah, there you go. Right. So that, oh, so now let's even take this a step further back. So I started by saying I had to write a coda. A coda is. You submit this work, your professors read it, and mine was uh, the six short stories. And then you have to write about like the process of them and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so when I had that done, what I loved about this, my dad would always say this growing up. He'd be like, Stephen, if you have a story and you don't want anybody to steal the story, what you do, you put in safe deposit box. So that's where you have evidence if they ever say, you could be like, this is mine. Look, it's safe deposit box. So I was like, this is taking that up a notch. This is like, not only is it in a state deposit box, there's records that I was a student at uh, Long Island University, and this is in the archives of the Long Island University uh, library. So that's what I left in my car. It's a thick blue book. It's a hardcover thing. It's... Pretty, I I have more sentimental value for that than I do my like diploma that yeah, yeah. is uh, framed and whatever and hanging up. So uh, 
So if you want to think of it in like the analogy, it's like if that hardcover book was, and like I said earlier, you feel like <laughs> the most innovative person, my brainchild. Yeah. This is like, you know, uh, part of the brainchild. So it's like, All right. so basically I have this work, you know, and then I find out about the publishing process. And what I find out is I could do this. This was option A and option A was an investment in the sense of you put in a thousand bucks, let's say. Mm-hmm. They produce uh, 50 copies. They send them to you. You give or you quote unquote sell copies to family and friends. You have 14 people that are kind of interested and you coll- and then you have 25 copies just sitting uh, collecting dust. Yeah. So that's option A. And so uh, that's like like buying them up front. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're buying the physical units, and then you have to do the uh, the sales the, the sa- part of yeah, it as well. So promotion, or, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yes, it's a process, right? Yeah. So then there's uh, another option, and then I learned this word: uh, when you apply for a job, you have to write a cover letter. What it's called for if you have a book, it's not called a letter to the editor. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole or like uh, deviate, but uh, it's called something. I should know what yeah. it's called. And It'll I, come up. I don't even think I ever even. I, I was too. I was too lazy to be like, oh, I don't want to treat this like it's a job interview kind of process. And then I discover option three. Option three is this site that's with Amazon called CreateSpace.com. So how it first started, it started with. I'll give you two other examples besides books. In terms of something like you do on yourself, okay? So uh, one example was, you ever been walking through the city and you got these guys coming up to you with a physical unit, a CD? Yeah. Or I don't know if our list... Mixtape. 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 There we go. There we go. Anyway, so... <laughs> Is that cultural appropriate? Did I just cultural appropriate? I can call it a mixtape, right? Why can't you call it a mixtape? No, that's part of the... All right. That that's even that's I don't what I mean. Okay, a mixtape is a physical copy of something that you eventually want to sell. No, but you, you sell mixtapes as well, right? Yeah. So it's like, is it more like because it's like garage produced kind of like well like, dude, you know what? <laughs> I'm on the episode of Time to Teach Tim how to promote a self published book. I am not on mixtapes, but I. You know what? I'm gonna listen to that episode. I can't wait for oh, yeah. somebody who's an expert about mixtapes and the whole origin. I'd mm. love, yeah, I'd love to listen to all about that. <laughs> well, no, you just had Liam talk about like punk bands. Like, yeah, when, yeah. when you're in a punk band and you want to like have people yeah. onto your music, oh, that's live like recordings demos. of your shows. What do you call it? Demos, demos, demos. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, demos is the white version of mixtape. Uh, oh shit, is that really? What it, oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you said it, not me. It's yeah, time to teach yeah. Tim. So I'm not teaching you about that. I don't know about that. I want to. I want to learn with you more about mixtape versus demos. But I do know this. So it's like, let's say you're the musical artist, and you'd rather than have 50 CDs, which is the medium. That's why the word tape already puts me off uh, like a little right, bit. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if that's like cultural as opposed to like a generation type of thing. Because it literally, when it started, was a physical tape. Yeah. Somebody would play in a tape player. Nowadays, though, it's like you don't even do that. It's like here's the URL yeah, for to my stream SoundCloud, my music, yeah. right? My SoundCloud. I think th- that is somewhat relevant in the whole idea of like books as well. Like the whole idea. And we, I, by the way, I could talk about that because, and I what, yeah, that I know Angela didn't speak about is the idea of having an audio version of your book, uh, like for yeah, a Kindle yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Anyway, so uh, so option A, I don't want my shit collecting dust. I, 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 you know, I'm an artist, but I'm not that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, option B, uh, you write the. I still don't know the name of it. Letter of interest. I don't know what that. It's like yeah. so, it's such a basic name. It's like duh. You, it should be called that. So you write one of those. You wait for a response. I got a response once from the literary agent, and it was like, uh, you know, the next step. It's uh, obviously like you're just waiting. Like step two, let's get some money out of you. You yeah, know, and I was yeah. like, no, no, that I do not want to. So step three is this. Yeah, you have your uh, CD, but you don't want to. I guess you spend time in the studio to make it happen. You have the file. And then if I want to order your music, I go on the site and I order it and the physical copy of your music gets made on demand. It's yeah. Called, it's called, I think for music it's different because for books it's called print on demand. All right. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works music wise, but yeah, it would make sense though. If they have like a, the publishing company that they're making it on demand. That they're, label, they're not right? going to make the 50 copies and then just store it somewhere. They're just, if they have the ability to produce it, I'm like stuttering over words today. But yeah, if they have the ability to do that, then why not do that in the moment? There's no waste to it. Yeah. So, uh, so it's definitely printed on demand. So they, uh, and then of course, like yeah. So oh, so back to when you're like it's like seven bucks. It's six fifty. <clears throat> when they first proposed that to you, for first of all, oh yeah. So it was a whole process that like I I feel like maybe yeah. It's been years since I first ever went through this, but I am lazy. But uh, I I feel like it's much more user friendly now. But yeah, you have to send them uh not a PDF, but it was a doc yeah. on like Microsoft Word, and that was like I thought it was easy enough. And here's the whole thing. I send them the doc version of my uh, thesis, let's call it that, mm -hmm. right, for grad school Yeah. that I will run to the car and get in a minute, the hardcover book. Anyway, I send them the Microsoft doc file of that as, like, you know, separate files, but they, like, all come together. And then when they sent me the product uh... of the proof, it was only three of the six stories, and, like, there's little kind of, you know... Uh... Yeah, actually, no, it's actually, I do love it. But anyway, so rather than... I didn't want to wait for them to like spend how much time. Cause when I first sent the doc, they were like, you have to do this with the margins, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a specific format. I, I yeah. And, and yeah. I'm a very like instant gratification person. So that, that explains why I even did this option. It's like, <laughs> it's like you could have a little bit of faith in yourself, write a strong letter and a reputable, uh, literary publishing house will actually contact you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Even, even, <laughs> even look at the most successful. It's random luck is fucking Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Apparently it was some like underling in that big corporation because yeah. everything's a well, business. Well, it was years right? that, that she was trying to sell that book for, I think. But he, either way, and, she had yeah. sent the manuscript to all these different places and it wasn't like the manuscript got to the desk of a big uh, corporate executive head that yeah. was like, oh, let's spread this. Yeah. It was, so, that's what, I'd, I'd love that biopic. I'd love to learn more about that. Like who, what, I think it was like an intern or something yeah. that came across this and was like, this is some good stuff. And that person, you know, they know somebody who can market it and like yeah. get, you know, a follow. That's like the perfect job for like an avid reader to just be the guy who goes through manuscripts. That's got to be amazing for them. I would do terrible at that job. It took. It, I got to be honest. It took me like three weeks to read your book, <laughs> it, but then it took me like two hours to get through it. Like it's oh, a very, it's, it's very wait, wait, wait. easy. Okay, so so <laughs> th th this is the, like the writer and the reader and the listener. You literally just said it took me. 
three weeks to read the book. Uh, well, so I hear that, and I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, does that mean, like, he sits down? Well, I'm technically like, I'm like, 21 retarded. Days. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like he, he reads three words, and he's like, this sucks. Puts it down. No, day no, no, two, no. he's like, then I got up to, like, 18 words. He's like, but yeah, by day 18 of three weeks, I was almost done. And I'm like, dude, what's it? Yeah, no. no it's- this, this is the part of time to teach Tim when you learn that Tim's illiterate. <laughs> Please, someone teach me how to read. No, no. It's, I think it's just procrastination. You just put it off. No, yeah. It's, it's sat next to my pillow, cause, like where all my books sit. Next to my pillow. I get in bed. I'm like, I should read. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so no. It took me three weeks to open it. And then it took me like two hours to read. Oh, wow. and you read it all yeah, two hours at once. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So that's I know, just it's good. Cool. It's captivating. So, so um, okay. So I just want to read... Uh, you know what? I'm gonna read the first uh, the first page of the book. The Angelo is gonna order, so it's page 18. By the way, so I do. Uh, I, I will ask you about this too because I do know another uh, reader of the book, not a listener of this podcast, but whatever. I read his newsletter, uh, right. Josh Wells. So I asked him right away. I said, "Did you read it left to right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a traditionalist. You as well." So you're in bed and you're like, yeah, let me read something before I go to sleep. And you just started and you went, Betty Remembers Mary and just started reading? Yeah. I, oh, you did. Okay. So it can be read in any order. That's the... That's, oh, all right, all right. Okay. So what I'm going to do... E- yeah. Any one of the three. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Any, all right, well, all right. ultimately, I want to have three more released. Yeah. Yeah. Any one of the six. And yes. And I will, I will read from one of the other ones that contains what this episode started with, which is... Uh, what Tim read the back of. By the way, one of my friends, he read it in front of his mom, and his mom was like, "Okay, enough, close it," because it was so just like, I don't know. Well, I, uh, it cracked me up because I flipped open to a random page. Oh, you did flip open to a random page. Uh, yeah. When when I first got it, I forget the line. It's like one of the lines on the top. Oh, it's actually the first line in the third. Uh, is it the opening of it yeah it's like uh, uh joseph nails mary yeah like he's he's oh bipolar, i write about that i write about bisexual. that in my coda you know what <laughs> i would love to read that today I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna read the coda today that'll take like not even two minutes or whatever yeah, yeah. and uh but before i get to that and i'm gonna run to my car uh and we will cheers our coffees while you put this thing on pause uh how long has it been by the way uh, 22 minutes. Holy crap. You've been, listener, you've been at this for 22 minutes and you've been like the whole time. I just want to hear, uh, you know, a little plug for Steve's uh, book. Okay. So here we go. This story, Troy Falls for Mary. Picture. Now it's typed out. The first time okay. I'm in bed with this green pen and I was like, let me just start. Okay. This is the magic. Troy figured he'd complement his emotional anguish with physical discomfort. Nothing goes together like scattering ashes and getting a tattoo. It's a package, just like dinner in a movie. There's a parlor on the same block as his funeral home. I can be in pain in a matter of minutes, he thought to himself, as he headed in the direction of Art's Body Art Shop. I, I love it. Okay, I so love that, Art's so, Body Shop. Like, so Art's Body Art Shop. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was from the start. And... One of the stories that I think that I'll try to read today contain, yeah, you know what? Um, okay, so by the way, this story is called Troy uh, Falls for Mary, but there's a part two to it. And part two might be 
You want it here lower. I don't know. I'm trying to remember where. Uh... No, no. Okay. I'll find that one too. There's another story called Betty Remembers Mary. Yeah. In the other one, that the back of this, it's when Betty first meets Mary. And it's uh, called, right, I'm pretty sure it's called, uh, I, uh, off uh, my memory, uh, Betty Crosses Mary. Because they cross paths, but... That I mean, come on, come yeah. on, fellow word nerds. Yeah. Cross. It's got so many different, yeah. uh, you know, ways that your mind can go with it. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna leave this here. How do you hit the? Oh, all right. So um, I'll probably just edit it in post and just leave it recording. Or whatever. You know what? This is where you <laughs> have to stall. While... Yeah. You know what? You could time me. I I could probably get to my car and be back in less than five minutes. All right. Well, don't don't. It's wet outside. It's raining. Be okay. Careful. I'll be careful. I'll, be, I'll have my phone with me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Uh, am I gonna? Uh, thank you guys for for checking out time to teach Tim. I appreciate it. A uh, couple plugs. I got nothing coming up as far as stand up. Uh, so yeah, that's great. Uh, Working on balls, working pretty hard on balls. Check out, look out for balls coming out on Carney Commission. Uh, what else we got? Got a couple uh, good podcast episodes coming up. We're going to learn a lot about stuff. You guys want to learn about Tim? Um, 35. I'm from South Amboy. I feel like this has now become like my dating video. Uh, I've lived in South Amboy almost my whole life. I did a little year stint over in Sarable, the town over. I've had a ton of different jobs. Uh, right now I'm working in a doctor's office. Uh, shout out to Aesop Rock. It's my favorite rapper. Shout out to the Wonder Years. They're my favorite punk group. Uh, shout out to Alex Hire, Pink Lady Slippers over there. Uh... Kill Tony. Shout out to Vin Brew for making this killer t-shirt. Wash Dicks Get Money, baby. Uh, I don't think you'd see over there. Oh, shout out to Marcy for making the Get Swifty. It's a killer embroiderist. Or cross-stitcher. Uh, shout out to my parents. Shout out to my younger sister. She always says she doesn't get shout outs. Shout out to Rose. Uh, she's getting married soon again, so that's gonna be fun. And Steve's back. He's very out of. Is it pouring out there? Are you sweating? It's not pouring. I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> but he's back with the coda. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's bound. It's a basic. It's. I mean, it's so fancy. So yeah, if you read the side top to bottom, English, Poston, MA, Master of Arts, right? 2008. Oh, so this is right. 13 years old, right? So that's you 27? I don't know why 27 LIU. What was 27 about? Huh. Uh was huh. it your eight? No, you that's not your age. I'm thinking 2008 is 20 Maybe you're like Number 27 that year. Of what? Students? Of I don't know. 
Yeah. Anyway, okay. 27, okay. isn't that the weird number that Jim Carrey gets obsessed with in the movie? No, it's 23. The number 23. 23. Never seen the movie, but... Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Surreal Serial, a collection of short stories by Stephen M. Poston. The M is for Mark or Master. Ooh. A master's thesis submitted to the graduate faculty of Long Island University Brooklyn campus in partial fulfillment of the requirements for the degree of Master of Arts in Creative and Professional Writing. Brooklyn and Long Island are not to be confused with each other. I'm just getting a little close okay. to you. Okay. And so my two readers, by the way, I can't make this up. The first reader of this, he had a book out. He was a fascinating character. He lost his brother. I think he wrote a collection of poetry dedicated to his brother. I'm not going to lie. didn't read either of his works, but his name was John High. Can't make that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so supportive. Like he loved, you know discussing this work with me and Lewis Warsh. Lewis Warsh, I had to track him down just to get a signature. I loved it because I was like, this is, you know, this proves that whatever area of life you're trying to go in, trying to hound somebody down is a good life skill to have. Like, like, so, so, uh, yeah. So I, I ended up getting a copy of his book that I didn't even read one page of just because he was literally autographing his book. And I was like, no, no, I don't need you to autograph your book. I need you to autograph my book so that I can get my thesis so yeah, that I can, yeah. you know. That's funny. So yes. you, were you in, in like line for the, the autograph line just with your book? <laughs> with my the- Yeah, with my thesis, which was basically a, do- it was in a manila folder. It was like, you know, like a, yeah, yeah. whatever. It was, the- yeah, it was the- basically this, this, <laughs> yeah, look at this between these pages. That's, that's funny I wonder if you can go to like autograph signings and just have people sign like whatever you yeah, want yeah yeah your own <laughs> items um I did go to Scott Weiland he had a book signing I can't believe it. I don't know where the physical copy of my book that I got him to sign exist. like is is I, your book you got him no, to no, sign no 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 but somebody did comment somebody had like these comic book drawings or something something that I was clearly was like that's your own item. Like, like, what's the... Yeah. And, yeah. and Scott was just like, you know, he didn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, part of me respected it. I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. But then another one was like, dude, nobody's here because, you know, they, they want to read about his literary skills. You know? Yeah. They're like... He, by the way, decent book. Decent. But everyone was like, dude, I want to stand next to a rock star and get him to yeah. sign something. Yeah. So that'd be funny if like, yeah. But that was the whole thing. It was like, dude, come, come to me with my book. Because you're, <laughs> you're buying my thing. And then, yeah, like, I'm getting part of the... Okay. Okay. So here we go, Coda. Uh, Initially, this piece was intended to be a short love story. It was open-ended and revolved around their attraction between two characters. The elements that drove the narrative and developed the plot were dialogue and action. I love writing dialogue. Uh, I got to find it somewhere. I entered a contest that was an all-dialogue contest of writing. And I remember my stories, Mr. and Mrs. White... And he's cheersing her champagne glasses and they're snorting Coke. And like, you know, he's like, and I definitely came up with like a lot of white cocaine, like, like, you know, analogies throughout it. And I'm pretty sure like the last line of dialogue, like they down the champagne and then it's like dot, dot, dot. So it's like, you know, hence open endings. I love them too. So Or like uh, line, line, line. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. That'd be great. (laughs) The cocaine thing. Um, So, uh, okay. So it left its readers dissatisfied because it provoked too many unanswered questions, which by the way, I'd love to hear from your feedback of this was part of you being like, I want to know this, this, and this. Well, so I, I didn't, I, 
it didn't leave me with questions because of the the ordering of the story. Like I didn't expect there to be a conclusion because in part three, we're in the past of where we started. So like, I I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't like oh well how's he gonna wrap this up? We got two pages left. I was like, oh, stupid phone. I was like, I, like I know there's not gonna be. So I I was expecting more of like um an emotional kind of conclusion, like maybe an answer to why Mary was doing the things. Okay, so let me because right. motive is yeah. I think I talk yeah. about that. Okay, so therefore, what began as a recreational writing exercise underwent the metamorphosis. Troy falls for Mary, so that's what you got to do. Which we're not going to read on this episode. All right, was the first story written in this collection. It was initially titled "The Fall of Troy." But the double entendre made it too predictable. It started out as green ink put to notebook paper and eventually was transferred to a laptop when I decided to transform it into a manuscript. This called for an addition of over 20 pages simply to meet the 30-page minimum requirement. So, yeah, in this coda, we're going over what I was talking about uh, earlier. Okay. The first integral, I don't know if you know how you pronounce that word. I love the word integral. Yeah. Mandatory, main, you know, okay. Literary element that was fortified was the characterization of Troy. I let, I let him reveal his past and other aspects of his character through dialogue. I left the credibility of his statements up to the reader. And I love that, the, the yeah. concept of the unreliable narrator. Yeah. And I definitely want the reader of my stuff to be like, yeah, at times you're like... And that goes right back. Some people feel it's a cop-out. I just feel like it's just... Calling it surreal, serial, the idea of the adjective surreal is, I understand, or maybe it's what I want you to do as the reader, just like suspense the disbelief. Yeah, all right. Because the minute that you question reality, yeah, you're not yeah. going to enjoy it. So it is very surreal. And then I wanted to almost like, yeah. And by the way, just like with the Kilogy, I'm like, I bet if you look this up, I wanted to call the genre of this surrealistic fiction. Because I know there's realistic, uh, realistic fiction, fi but I yeah, bet yeah. like people could look through other books besides mine and be like, "Oh yeah, surrealistic fiction." But yeah. well, who knows? That's... If that doesn't exist yeah. already, I'd love it to be like yeah. surrealistic fiction. That I'd love that to be my little uh, <laughs> brain word combination, baby. All right. Anyway, so I got to write th uh, thirty pages, and I uh, Troy characterization, and when he's like, "Tell yeah," so that's what we're gonna get to today. We're gonna get to the rest of. It's it's uh the Troy Falls for Mary yeah. story or we might get to okay anyway uh <laughs> so uh I left the credibility of his statements up to the reader he can be perceived as a pathological liar or a divulger of self-incriminating information and when I first wrote it I didn't quite think that but he's he says things where you're like is he saying them just to impress this really gorgeous chick yeah or did he really just go through like what he claims he's been going through and actually I did just read the opening lines he literally is uh. Looking for a place. Yeah, he he says uh, few, nothing goes together like scattering yeah. ashes and getting a tattoo. Yeah. So he's scattering ashes. So clearly he's not coming from, you know, anyway. So, yeah. uh, okay. So um, I wanted the disgust towards his immoral infidelity to outweigh sympathy for his lonely, remorseful state. In yeah. other words, I wanted you to be more like, you know, think of him as a, vil as a villain because he's cheating on his wife than, oh, poor guy, he lost his wife. Yeah, yeah. And it also is kind of what gives, and people say that like you don't want to root for Mary, but I want the characters to not be likable. Yeah, and I feel like you you, you kind of do root for Mary in, in the way where like you don't really know much about the backstory, so you're just kind of, like because she is the first character that you meet, like you automatically and 
like her, even though she's like literally like <laughs> dumping the body. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's like ah, I think I like this one. <laughs> so, so the body that she's dumping, by the way, that one's called. It's called Betty Remembers Mary. Yeah. So you get to Betty. Yeah, and we. So yeah, I, I keep having this uh, dilemma. I'll use do it first of the two stories. Which one will I, uh, you know, read from for today? Okay. So um, I also wanted to emphasize his impulsive nature. Yeah. And I wanted every character to be impulsive. Like I just yeah. love. I love reading impulsive characters yeah. when I read something to be like, oh, I don't know what they're gonna do next. And as someone who's not as impulsive <laughs> you you're, i'm constantly like why are they doing this <laughs> uh, don't don't do that <laughs> but like that's a you know that right away anyone who is getting a tattoo and describing it as like oh it's down the street from where i am <laughs> like you know they're impulsive like nobody like when i get a tattoo it's planned out who's gonna tattoo me when they're gonna tattoo me it's not like Oh yeah, the parlor's like right over there. Might as well stop in for two hours. <laughs> and that goes right back to surreal, exactly. Yeah. 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 So that, like what you were saying, like why are they like I want the I want my readers, I want to challenge them in the sense to be like, you, this is complete you yeah, know, yeah. like this wouldn't really happen. And then I want to be like, exactly. But are you not in the words of uh what movie is it? Is it Sp same movie that goes Spartan? No, a Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's pre Joker Joaquin, right? <laughs> is he the one that says that, or is that is the that other Russell guy that says Crow? it? Russell Crowe says, "Are you not entertained?" Yeah. Joaquin's the one that watches it, though, right? He's definitely. Oh, uh, is he the thumbs down guy? That's Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, that's the yeah. That's In pre. Interesting thumbs down, thumbs up story. Thumbs down used to not mean like kill him thumbs down meant like you fought well put your sword down let's spare spare that guy oh yeah so thumbs up man take your sword fucking... and stick it up yeah. his ass yeah like of course fucking kill this guy like it's what we're waiting for do it oh my gosh wow. i wrote a thumbs up thumb down joke and like i did research that's amazing <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, so yeah, are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> Thumb me down <laughs> yeah. if you're not. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so his whimsical lifestyle is immediately presented when he spontaneously steps into a tattoo parlor and wastes no time to window shop. The story he tells about being a doctor and a sculptor and cheating on his wife could be an elaborate fantasy shared w with both Mary and my reader. It could be. So, Angelo, when you read this, <laughs> I, I don't. I kind of want him to read and then listen to this episode, like get him to buy it outside of this. But uh, yeah, this is like the director's cut of the book right now that you're getting. Okay. Nonetheless, when Mary is presented with money for protection, a new layer to the story is added. The exchange of cash for her services is supposed to connote prostitution. Lust replaces romance at that point. Yeah. You didn't get to any of that where Troy is giving her money and shit. No, for, yeah, because the story moves on. The story is meant to be an isolated episode. Insight was gained into Troy's character and Mary could be dismissed as a cold-blooded killer. Fortunately, Troy's death did not lead to a dismissal of his murderer. And what I mean, fortunately, fortunately for the artist, the writer, because I'm like, oh man, like, right. like if I have him, uh, you know, he dies... And uh, Mary rightfully kills him, and she, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like yeah. It, anyway, uh, instead, I was committed to writing a prequel. Joseph Nails Mary, which you also yes. read, was the second story that was added to the series. So that was my right. second story ever. How weird is that, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Mary told Troy that Joseph was an evil stepfather. Do you remember reading that? Yes. 
And rather than depicting an abusive relationship, I decided to make her painful recollection into a phony memory. So initially when she's like, yeah, that tattoo is Joseph. I was like, do I write a Joseph story and show her father abusing her? And I'm like, no, that's... Once again, because Mary, you, you, you that, I, I think the best expression is take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you better have a big ass bag of salt <laughs> while you read this. Yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's like why, that. like, sur- having surreal in the title, of uh, it was helpful for for the reader because, like, there's a couple things where I'm like, this is not how this would happen, but I'm like, yes, surreal, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is not how this would happen. Yeah, um. Now I'd love you to read the part that you said attracted you. So Joseph, I mean, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to open to that of the previous book before we get to... Okay. So I just want you to hold this. It's page 36, right? Is the title of it, Joseph Nails Mary. Then page 30... So let me let me uh, please uh, share with you in my coda. Imagine I had told you this before. You're ready. You were like, that is kind of... Okay. The strength of Joseph Nails Mary lies in its title, followed by its opening line. He was by... In terms of inspiration, I wanted my three-word opening phrase to be as memorable as Melville's in Moby Dick. Do you know the three, the first three words of Moby Dick? They call me Asa. No, no. close. Call, call me, me Ishmael. Ishmael. Yo, me yo, Asap. what a pompous asshole I was, right? Yo, this is 13 years ago, and I'm like, I want to be on the same thing as... Because I wrote, he was bi. <laughs> well, my favorite part is the next four words. He was bi. Bipolar, bisexual, and bilingual. <laughs> I just love the bilingual there. I like, But also, it's three, thi- three things. So, why not two? Yeah, go all the way with bi. Go bye bye. He was bisexual and bilingual. <laughs> and just keep it like that and not a third. Yeah. yeah. But the, if anything, that's the beauty of the, you know, yeah, how it's yeah. like an actually like like wait, yeah. you just said he was bi, but then you described three, three things, things of his yeah, three yeah. qualities. Yes, but he's bi in each of those qualities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So technically it's like six, right? Three times two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, uh Which is how many uh stories, stories there. Are. Yeah, yeah. Six stories. Uh but I do want to point out, and I would like Tim to at least read the. Hold on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the last sentence of the book. By the way, the, I've always had students with people that do that. They're like, "Yeah, sometimes instead of reading a book, I just go to the last page and I read the last <laughs> sentence of it." I'm like, "Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? So should we not do that?" Or- I don't. I don't. I the thing I I always remember is my mom saying her favorite chapter of any story was the very last chapter in Angela's Ashes. Oh wow, I I have read that. I actually listened to that in audio tape. Oh yeah, and I also read Tiss, which is about him. Yeah. Uh, which in is, the classroom, which is yeah. so inspirational for which me as is a teacher. Literally, the last the last chapter is one word, and it's just tis. Oh really? There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's funny. That's like almost like an inside joke. Yeah. yeah. My favorite chapter of any book is the last word and that word is tis the last word of angel's ashes is tis or the last yeah. word oh and hence that's the that's title the of the title next book of the that's next great book, yeah. that's clever um so anyways yeah so so i'm comparing myself to melville because of course this is the moby thing of our generation okay <laughs> i also wanted the story to open in a new setting and change mary's role from merchant to customer yeah yeah because which as I, a merchant she's the tattoo artist and this yeah. that was the first story that she's before yeah which was interesting though because she's still kind of had all the power in in that in that scene right yeah, yeah. so that scene by and 
that was I wrote that story in a summer class for like two credits. It was like a creative writing class. And I remember the professor didn't like this. I didn't want to ask you about this. Did you notice how like in between paragraphs there'd be like little yeah. pictures? Yeah. Did you like that? Or were you like it's did you think it was kind of hacky or uh there were some that worked better than others. Like um this is where I because I wanted to ask you about formatting because yes. there's okay. one so there's one where he's driving. And there's just a, a bunch of dashes and yeah. equal signs. So it's and supposed it, to look like, uh, or what did you think that was supposed to be for? I thought it was supposed to be a road, but yes. I thought something got fucked up in the format. Because I probably should have done it vertically as a road. Oh, uh, right. But instead I just did it like yeah, horizontally. Yeah. Of Yeah, but you figured yeah, out what you, it is. Yeah, it was you supposed get it to be right like, away. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The shot glasses, you yes. get what they are right so, away. So... I'm pretty sure today... The boobs, you get what those are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So the story I'll do that starts off with those, hold on, I want to find those, is going to be called... So this is the prequel to Betty Remembers Mary, which is the first story, right? Which, uh, also, when... So you wrote this 2004, 2006-ish, around there? Well, I gra no, I graduated by 2008. So it took, right. it took like between three, it took between two, it should have taken two, it took between two and three years for me to graduate right. to get my master's. So as right. of 2008, I had finished writing it, but I started it in 2006. The story, uh, yeah, that Joseph Nails Mary story I wrote during one of my summer classes, probably right. the summer of like, you know, uh, yeah. 2007 or something. Because yeah. like the thing I was going to ask you about, about those is uh, it, it felt very like early emoji kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I could probably these days. Yeah, but I, I, I wanted that challenge. You know what the initial, I, I, to a T, I'm like, I remember the first time I saw this. It was, I'm pretty sure it was in AIM, if you remember that. America oh, yeah. Online oh, is yeah. the best. And like, you'd go to the chat rooms and somebody would put this in the chat once. And I was like, yeah. So, so it's, it's uh, an at sign. Then it's like a carrot, like the greater than sign. Yeah. Dash, dash, another carrot, dash, dash, another carrot. Uh, a greater than sign dash dash and then they hit enter and I'm like oh that looks like a rose you know oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I was like oh that's kind of cool you could just use basic symbols so yeah, yeah and that's where I figured I would yeah, just yeah. do it yeah, yeah but this was definitely I mean emoji I mean I guess the smiley face you know what I did learn that's a like silly thing in Microsoft Word that you do you do open parentheses you type the letter C and then close parentheses and it makes it into a copyright symbol Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe we have to do uh, Steve teaches too about Microsoft Word, <laughs> which I, I could use an episode. I'm not paying for Microsoft Word. Exactly. I do pay. I pay like seven bucks a month or something for like Microsoft Ridiculous. Office. But the yeah, only thing yeah. from the Office that I use is the Word. So yeah. it's kind of like if this is a real Office, I'm like, dude, all I use is the uh, you know the, the, the yeah the typewriter, the Word you. processor. Like yeah. I don't I don't use the copy machine in here. I don't want to have to pay for that service. I, I would pay for it if they bring the paper clip back. The paperclip back. Nice. Bring the paperclip yeah, guy true, back. Yeah, true, true. My favorite thing to type was always uh, 8 equal, 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 D. Oh, so it looks D. like a penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a penis. I feel like you could have done that in graphing calculators too, right? Because it's the number 8 and then you put the dashes and then the letter I, D. Graphing calculators were a game changer in my yeah. day too. That's I think that was some of this I took from graphing calculator ideas too. Anyway, so I want you to notice this. What do you see that that looks like a picture of? Two glasses, a tent, and two limes. Not a tent. Martini. If it's if it's two shot glasses and limes, what else do you do in addition to limes if you're doing a shot of tequila? Salt. Yep, it's All a right. it's a salt shaker. But that, that, I probably yeah. could have done anyway. Okay, so uh, this is the story that the line that made uncomfortable uh, 
Yeah. How about, yeah, how long are we into the episode, by the way? Uh, 47 minutes. Okay, you know what? I'm going to get, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop at page 63 when it gets to the back of this book, okay? okay? I'm starting at page 57, so this is about six pages. By the way, I did spend a mic once reading a page from Surreal Serial. I brought it up on stage with me and, like, I read from it, and, uh, yeah, it kind of got laughs, but like, like, just because like the, what I read from was you know random and funny. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so listener, I'm gonna, I'm okay. I'm kind of nervous because yeah, this is uh, and then maybe that's the next thing I want to do is actually have record this and you know have yeah. it as audio yeah. files, which I've never gotten into. Make it like a Kindle thing or uh, I guess pot. No, that's what podcasts kind of are, right? Yeah, kind of. Like, like... There probably is a podcast out there that does that. It's just a book. It's an audio book, and they just read a chapter per episode. No. Uh, I I don't know that they put it out in podcast form because mm. they okay. probably want the money for each individual listen. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, who knows? Maybe I'll Dickens this shit. I'll put yeah. out a paragraph at a time for like, a nominal <laughs> fee. You want to read that paragraph? Ten cents per paragraph. Okay, here we go, listener. Right. This is free, free of yeah. charge. So the story is called in the format. By the way, every story is a, a name and then a verb and then marry. I think everyone's married. No, I think one of them might be married first and then what she does to the person. But, uh, yeah, we got, for yours, you, yeah, got, yeah. you got Betty Remembers yeah. Mary, you got Troy Falls for Mary, and yeah. you got Joseph Nails Mary, yeah. which, by the way, come on, Nails, and then the yeah, pun yeah, of that, because yeah, yeah. he does her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Betty crosses Mary. She was a lion tamer in a circus. The lion was the color of a zebra, and its roar was musical. The circus was a piano bar. Along with the lion, there was a lioness. The lioness had a fierce roar that screamed, I am woman. She proclaimed herself Mary, queen of the jungle. Mary walked towards the lion and watched the lion tamer tickle the ivories. The lion tamer had proclaimed herself Betty, the piano killer. She made a killing every night. Listener after listener dropped bills into her tip jar, and the circus was a full tent this evening. After Betty brought the concerto to a close, everyone clapped, except for Mary, whose hands were full. And as Tim saw the pictures, her hands are full of... Tequila, baby! Okay. She was... And by the way, so Mary is the lion S. Uh, Betty is the lion tamer. Okay? So, in this story, they're just different professions? Well, no, no, no. That's an analogy. Oh, all right. I'm right, calling. Right, okay. Sorry, so, sorry, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, so, no, no, so yeah. That went right that's over why. My that, head. That, hey, it's surreal. Okay. <laughs> so, get this visual again. She was a lion tamer in a circus. She's not literally a lion tamer. Okay. Nor <laughs> we, but the analogy continues. The lion that she's taming was the color of a zebra, which I love because I'm playing with the like, animal. Get it? So, yeah, the color yeah. of a zebra, it's black and white, and its roar was musical. All right. So, she's a lion tamer. The, the lion is the piano. Yeah. Right. Okay. The circus is a piano bar. So the yeah. setting of the story, piano bar. Once again, Mary is a patron, and who she's coming to see is the you know the piano player. Yeah. Anyway, it's very and, transactional. I didn't realize that's something I didn't pick up. And everything's transactional. Interesting, in terms of. Well, I mean, everything. You have people coming into the tattoo shop, they're purchasing something from Mary's. Getting their nails done, she's purchasing something. I guess, but isn't that how like encounters? Pretty much, happen? yeah. I guess our whole lives are just transactions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, man. <laughs> well, the transaction that's about to take place is, okay, so Mary, who's the lioness, so, you know, and she says, hear me. I Yeah, I kind of, by the way, I thought that was kind of cheesy. Uh, she had a fierce <laughs> roar that screamed, I am woman, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But that's kind of funny because it's like, do I want to root for her? And in this case, it's like, yeah, woman empowerment. <laughs> and basically she's going up to this sexy, yeah, we don't know how, I, I would love, Right. Let's continue. Okay. So she was busy carrying two shots, a salt shaker, and two lime slices towards the piano woman. You know what I like? You look at that picture and you don't know. You're like, wait, is that a tent? What the hell? And then you go, oh, I get what it is. So I actually yeah. kind of like that that I did that. Yeah. I'm like noticing that right now. I probably, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did that purposely you, where I was you, like, you, you have to read to get the... Yeah. You did something else where, where like you have to keep going to get... It was... um. When you started disjointing the words in the first story, I think it was. That, uh, that's where, it. Because I was that reading. Remembers it. Mary, or maybe it wasn't the first. There's story. one where I purposely invert the words, right? Yeah, because the character is. Uh, yes. Yes. Kind of. That's in this. Yeah. Yeah. So I give it away. I gave it to my dad to read, and he goes, Stephen. It's pretty good, but you know, on, on one of the pages, you have a lot of spelling errors. And I'm like, let me get, yeah. Yeah. And I think. But the so, line, so, the line, like referring back to it is after, like, you have to read through it to get yes. to, oh, this is what's happening. I remember one of my college roommates, when I thought of the line, I texted him and I'm like, what do you think of this? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, is that, you know, like clever for like somebody's experiencing a panic attack, and he's like, "Oh, I yeah, yeah." He he caught the wavelength I was on. So uh, anyway, so so she's carrying the shots, right? The piano player grimaced in pain, pounding the keys all night had exhausted her fingers. Betty was about to reach into her purse for some pills when she was tapped on the wrist by Mary's paw. Okay, for those of you like Tim, at first no, she's not an actual line. Okay. <laughs> They haven't changed from yeah. yet. She's okay, but her, she has a paw because she's a lioness. Okay. Yes, that's that's definitely intentional. The whole idea of caddy and cat yeah, fight. Yeah. I definitely was not, you know, not thinking of the double entendre right there. Okay. Um The penist, yes, also. <laughs> per I love the that word. Okay. The penist looked at the lioness's affectionate display of green fruit and Mexican liquor and smiled. Mary caressingly tapped the back of the piano player's hand. She smiled and raised her glass. They clanked glasses and Mary delivered a pseudo toast. By the way, I did notice that I love the word pseudo. I think like I use it almost as much as ostensibly. Okay, <laughs> ostensibly. Okay, salt, tequila, lime. And then I have dot, dot, dot. And there's the shot and the lime again. Before taking a third shot, they poured salt onto one another's wrists and licked it off of each other. <laughs> Mary lapped up the salt and looked like a cat celebrating over spilled milk. Tequila touched tonsils. I have gotten mixed reviews on uh, of my alliteration. My friend Dave, a fellow amazing writer, he's actually co-wrote like one of these with me. I've never it's unreleased. I'd love to release it one day. We were doing a fun exercise. We're going page for page. So Ooh. I'd send him stuff, and then he kept going with it. And like, yeah, we like together wrote like a thirteen page, and it was just if you, yeah, it was so uh, not prolific is not the best word, productive, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The, anyway, so uh, he doesn't love like you know uh, tequila touch tonsils. Well, occasionally, but I think like at another point he was like it, it got to the point where he was, I don't know, 
he kind of made it, he, he felt that it almost makes me look like I'm showing off. Whereas it's a, yeah. distracting, I guess is the best word where he's like, I get what you're doing. Yeah. You're good at poetry. Can you just, move it? yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I love that line tequila touch tonsils. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a drove of drops dove downwards. I mean, come on. First of all, drove, drove as a plural of drops. I had to look that up. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. So a drove of drops dove downwards. It's okay. Nice. So nice. I like, I appreciate alliteration. Lime licked lips. The line tamer stamped her black knee high boots on the ground as if she was trying to put out a fire. By the way, very sexy to me, at least. I love women that wear, uh, they call them riding boots even. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The alcohol burned the back of her throat. Before taking a fourth shot, Mary poured some salt onto her bare shoulder. Neither she nor Betty had spoken since the lioness had purred the words, just do what I do. It's a secret remedy. And that to me, I love the, uh, or Pierce, what I'm like trying to do is a, a very cinematic feel to it. Where, yeah. because yeah, that, that would only take how long? A minute or two? You come up, you're carrying this, just do what I do. But they're four shots deep. So yeah. they've continued drinking without an exchange of any words, which obviously... If you want to question, you'd be like, wait a minute, the bartender, nobody came by for another. And I'm like, yeah. just surreal, baby. Yeah. Or like, like, yeah, that's my vision. Yeah. In my vision or like, as I'm, yeah, I'm like, you're picturing woman, she's another woman. Ooh, she's like, you know, just, and let's get drunk. Okay. Yeah. The line tamer licked the salt off of Mary's shoulder. So Betty's licking Mary's shoulder. Her tongue glided over skin from left to right. Okay. This for me, by the way, this was my first foray. I love that word. My four, I did this so much. I, let's call it a five A. This was my <laughs> five A into writing soft erotica, I guess you would call yeah. it. But uh, yeah. So remember, I'm doing this for like to get my graduate degree. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I want to show off my, like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to read it. And you tell me after this paragraph, like, yeah, my mom would have been like, no, <laughs> this is not for kids. This is Jesus Christ, Timothy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. 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 You know what? You know what? I think I have to have you read this. Oh my God! I kind of want to bring this to the mic later and just be like, "Yeah, oh, I wish you were the host tonight." Okay. Um. Yeah, right here. The lion tamer licked the salt off of Mary's shoulder. Keep it going. Her tongue glided over skin from left to right. The lioness' smooth shoulder was an open envelope for Betty to seal. Mary was wearing a tube top, and her hair was cut to just below her chin, so it gave Betty easy access to her tongue's target. After her mouth was sufficiently saturated with sodium, she took a shot like a teaspoon of medicine. Mary had placed a slice of lime in the center of her tongue, and it sat perched there like a jewel, tufted atop a pink pillow. Betty sucked the lime out of Mary's mouth like a diver extracting a pearl from an oyster. <laughs> Continue, Tim. Oh, all right. It's time to teach Tim. Time to teach Tim how to re uh, do erotica. <laughs> Before taking a sick shot, the lioness sexily sucked salt out of the piano player's navel. Then she rolled up her top to expose a set of washboard abs and a thin descending happy trail of hair just below her belly button. The piano killer undid the top button of Mary's jeans and made her own trail of salt grains that was parallel to the lioness's frolicking follicles. 
She licked Mary's stomach and plucked her ribs one by one as if they were strings of a harpsichord. Mary tasted a mixture of waxy lipstick and citrus when she kissed Mary while tugging on a zipper. Did it, does it say Mary twice, by the way? Because I just noticed that. Or did you read it as Mary kissed Mary? I, I'm, let's see if... Oh, no, I, 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 read, I read it wrong. It says a uh, mixture of mac- waxy lipstick and citrus when she kissed Mary while tugging on a zipper. But who's, who's it? But it says Betty at first? Yeah, Betty tasted. Okay, yeah, okay, mixture, yeah. okay, okay. While tugging on a zipper and partially undoing the lioness's fly. Before taking a sick shot, Mary made a confession slash toast. I've never been with a woman before. Well, actually, I've never been with a man either. And I've never been this drunk before. So here's to a night of firsts. So I think I have to interlude there. Earlier when I was saying the whole idea of, you know, is what they're saying really true? So that's the whole, like, I want the reader to be like, wait a minute, is she completely just like trying? That's the whole idea of uh, leverage too. Because here she is, dude, and that's where like, I'm, but yeah, confession for me, even like, this is my first time hearing somebody read it back to me and like, you know, analyzing it. But earlier we spoke about the whole idea. So earlier where we said it's stuff like, you know, like, or or even in the Troy story, we were like, is is he really cheating on his wife or is it yeah. same thing? Like, is this re- dude, the woman was brazen enough to walk up to somebody playing piano with like two shots. and was like, here, let's drink. <laughs> this is, you've She's never, like, I've never fucked before. Yeah, and I've never drank this much <laughs> before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but <laughs> I, I really loved, I like alliteration. So I like, uh, where was it? Uh, below her belly button, mm-hmm. like belly buttons is such a great word. The frolicking follicles. That's not even alliteration. I mean, I, I guess the FF, but also like the idea of like, that's called near rhyme too. Like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. Actually, no, that is rhyme. Frolic and follic, they rhyme, yeah. And then suddenly saturated with sodium. I Yeah, exactly. And I like that because, yeah, it's like it's an erotic scene, but right there I used way too many words to, where I could have just said, you know, she put salt on her tongue. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, so I've been sexting a lot. <laughs> the more words, the better. Girls, like, if you can use adjectives, like, just a whole a shitload of adjectives. But aren't you like that, too, when you read the stuff? I don't, no? I don't really like sexting. <laughs> I, I don't know why. What if you received ones that were like this, where instead of, like, oh, my pussy's so wet, where she's like, my lavishing lips are <laughs> thriving for your... <laughs> Bodacious no. bulge. Just, <laughs> There's alliteration. If she said that, I'd be like, "All right, bodacious bulge, you got me. It's yeah. over. I'm sorry, I finished." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, like, it's funny. So, like, by in the opposite role, I don't care. Like, just get the words out. But I enjoy writing, like erotica. I guess well, sexting is technically well, keep, erotica. Because remember, by the way, the reason that you're reading this. Is because you're getting up to this line, which is, or the back of the book. Yeah, let's read it one more time. (laughs) You want it here, don't you? A little lower. Mary stopped at Betty's navel. Here? And to the right. Mary stopped at a hip bone. Here? Right there. I want to... Exactly. And now we are with Mary and Betty, and they are drinking, and they're six shots deep of tequila, and... uh, one of their flies has been uh, unbuttoned uh, uh, or unzipped. Are we? You were unzipped? I think we're unbuttoned. Uh, the zipper 
partially undone. Man, now now the teacher in me is like, I could come up with questions to accompany this reading. Like, was it a zipper? Was it a button? And they have to learn how to like pick apart the important information. You, you imagine this story is the SAT story. <laughs> well, what do you think Betty meant when she said? <laughs> exactly. All right. The lioness nibbled at Betty's nipple, and her fingers were nimble, as if she was sewing in with a needle and thimble. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> at this point, her throat was desensitized, and it, she was indifferent as the alcohol raced past her trachea and into her bloodstream. Taking a seventh shot, they went to the inaptly labeled restroom. For all intents and purposes, it should have been called the ladies' fun station. Snorting and giggling could be heard in the first stall. The splashing of vomit and the comforting words of a friend slash nurse could be heard in the middle stall. The third stall was empty and inviting. The acrid smell and dysfunctional lock did not diffuse neither Betty nor Mary's libido. They were turned on and their clothes were coming off. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm going to interrupt here because every once in a while, there's a line that reminds me that you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> they were turned on and their clothes were coming off. <laughs> the lion is transformed into a flamingo as she stood on one leg and wrapped the other leg around the piano killer's waist. Their lips locked and locks of hair were made into handlebars as Mary rode Betty. The lioness was soon on all fours, and her pants were around her ankles. This is not for children. Right? <laughs> Family fun reading. <laughs> My nephew loves the podcast. He can't stop. He can't stop listening. <laughs> wow this this one has three thousand views in one day. What happened? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, she purred in pleasure and clawed at the wall breaking a few of her nails in the process. They had exchanged neither phone numbers nor names yet, but were busy ex exchanging body fluids. After all was moaned and done, they reapplied their lipstick, brushed their hair, brushed off their shoulders, and wore their natural blush back to the bar scene. They celebrated Mary... They celebrated Mary's first time with Is what? first in quotation marks? Because it should be. No. It just says, yeah, first. Uh, right. No, I'm thinking that, yeah. But you should be thinking that as a reader, yeah, first time. Yeah. Because <laughs> every first time is in the, the bathroom <laughs> of a bar. Exactly. With a complete stranger. That's how my first time was, actually. <laughs> I was I was also named Mary at the time. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. You are named but... after your mother? Yes, yes. I was my mother's daughter at the time, and I was eight shots of tequila deep. <laughs> they celebrated Mary's first time with the last call. They, they called the car service and shared a margarita while they waited for their chauffeur to arrive. The bar closed and the car door opened. Mary pounced Betty in the back seat while the driver headed in the direction of the lioness's den. Mary only loosened her grip once and that was to tell the driver to stop. The sedan pulled to a spot of an empty parking lot. Do you want to come in and check it out? The piano player had no choice but to accept the invitation. Mary gave the driver a gen generous monetary tip, and the tip of her tongue teasingly kissed him goodnight. The lioness proud to, pr 
prowled the back seat to make sure she had le not left any of her belongings behind. She closed the door and the engine let out a roar until the car could not be seen no more. She held Betty's hand and led the way towards a small storefront in front of them. My place is the next block over, but I just needed to pick something up I left here. I hope you don't mind. So you work here? Yeah, for now I do. Since I got here, business has doubled, and by this time next year I'll own the place. It says Arts Body Art Shop for now, but soon enough it'll be called Mary Mary's Parlor. Yeah, I feel the same. I'm sick of taking requests and pulling tips out of jars at the end of the night. I want my own club called Betty's Haven. And by the way, that little thing, if you look at the words, famous pianist, Betty's Haven, if you combine Betty Haven, keep going, Beethoven. Ah. Uh, yeah. uh. Anyway. <laughs> Very nice. I, I, I did not get that. Uh, Betty's Haven, where... It'll be the place to go after getting a tattoo at Mary's parlor. They smirked in silence as they submitted themselves in a shared vision. Betty leaned in and gave Mary a tender kiss on the cheek. All kisses prior to that one were lustful and trivial. All, all kisses prior to that one were closed eyes, open mouth, and wet tongue. All kisses prior to that one were pornographic and sinful. All the kisses prior to that one were a rant that needed to take a break. All the kisses prior to that one. Mary held Betty's hand and led her towards the shop door. They stumbled together and neither of them were in any condition to be walking. Mary found the key that Arthur made her a special copy of. No other employee was issued a key, and Arthur entrusted Mary to use it only in case of emergency. She unlocked the door and looked for the light switch. Betty found it first and flicked it up. She gazed around the room and at all the eye candy. Mary tried not to bump into any of the furniture as she led Betty towards the stairs. They reached the door marked employees only. Behind the door was a staircase that led to the basement slash supply room. There was no rail to hold on to for balance while walking up the steps. Betty grabbed Mary by the hips and they waltzed downward. Okay, go down one more step and wait for me. This last one is a little bit of a jump, so we'll do it together at the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. They landed gracefully on top of the carpet and Betty was still holding Mary by the hips. It was pitch black. They knew exactly where the string that turned the lights on was hanging from but she did not have a free hand that could pull it oh she grabbed betty's jacket by its tuxedo tails and pulled it off then her hand was busy unhooking betty's blue bra the bra came off and mary smirked as she left to the cold silver of a nipple ring betty let mary's hip navigate her to a graceful descent on the recliner their mouths magnetically magne yeah, magnetically, found each other and sparks flew in the dark as their tongues tangoed. Betty's tongue stopped kissing in order to do a little talking. So what did you leave in here that you said you needed to pick up? I know it when I'll see it. I know I forgot something in there. The whole time while I was at the bar, 
watching you play, I felt like I was missing something. I know it's in here, but I don't exactly feel like looking for it right now. Mary unbuttoned Betty's black blouse and used it as a makeshift blindfold over Betty's black eyes. She was topless in a hint of vanilla, sweat, and tequila filled the air. She was hot, yet her nipples were standing at attention like soldiers stationed in a snowy battlefield. Mary nibbled at Betty's earlobe, and intermittently Betty spoke. You know I've always wanted one. Wanted a what? A tattoo. A simple, nice one. This was Mary's favorite conversation. Of all the rites of passage for a person to go through, this is the most dramatic. Permanence is an ideal that is not quite tangible. The idea of in... So, by the way, this is where I like the, you know, like a few paragraphs ago, it's like nipples, snowy battlefield being all like, but I I even say that, I go, all the kisses prior to that one were pornographic, like a rant. And that's like kind of like me being like meta, being like, yes, as a writer, I felt that way. And I'm like, all right, now let's get, and now it's getting introspective. Yeah. About the idea. And I've had this idea as somebody with tattoos. I bet you've had this idea too, that they're kind of speaking of the, the whole like philosophy of tattoos and the rite of passage of getting one. Yeah, I mean, my first tattoo, what was my, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm not going to go into that story. Uh, Or maybe that's part of that's going to, I'll deviate from it and I'll use a basis for story (laughs) number seven in this trilogy. After that tattoo, I kind of wished I was dead. Uh, So, (laughs) well, you're approaching uh, the end of this uh, episode because you're approaching the start of the back or what's on the back of the yeah. book that everybody's short or surreal serial. <laughs> uh, Mary interpreted tattoos quite like a scientist worked with Rorschach ink blots. Any tattoo on one's face drew bad karma. Tattoos on the neck indicated an aggressive manner. Mary read tattoos like the Rosetta Stone. She analyzed them based on location, color of ink, size, and subject matter. It was far more intricate than deciphering a tattoo tear under an eye indicates how many people the current murderer you are looking at has killed due to gang-related violence. Okay, let me guess. Lower back, a small tribal. Not even close. Wrong on both accounts. Mary ran her finger down the lion tamer's neck just above the pierced nipple. (laughs) (laughs) And you now, want it here, don't you? I will close it. A little lower. Mary stopped at Betty's navel. Here and to the right. Mary stopped at a hip bone. Here? Right there. I want to... There you go. So, what you just read, by the way, was... Uh, I'm curious how many even pages you read. But, uh... Yeah, oh, it's ready. And by the way, I think the font changed, and that was like a little unintentional. Or like, I think actually the font changes from story to story. Yeah, that was on purpose. In this one, I don't know if in the book I, I don't do that. Think so. In the book, I think the font stays the same throughout all the stories. Yeah. yeah. So in this copy, that I purposely. Um, so you read that was one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, uh, six. Yeah, you read six yeah. pages. So, and that's why I love it because I was saying like, like, you know, for the person that's not really too into reading, I mean, how are you going to stop there, by the way? They're eight yeah. shots deep. Uh, they're alone at some place together and, yeah. you know, they're getting to like know each other and she's talking about like where she'd want a tattoo. 
So it's not it's not quite sexual. I mean, yeah. she does it in a sexual manner. You're thinking that, yeah. Well, I so. feel like having sex with someone is kind of like getting a tattoo. It's like a... I definitely do have that uh, aspect to it that I feel like I've wanted that to be like, yeah, the whole connection between... Yeah. I, I mean, there's no physical reminder, but there kind of is. Yeah. Um, I, I can... I mean, so you have the pain, you have the pain, but there are moments of relief yeah, or like yeah. you feel like a release kind of because the pain is stopped for a momentary thing, and I feel like the release. And you're not thinking; you're completely in the moment, focused yeah, on yeah. a sensation. Exactly. So. That another person is giving you. Mm. Oh, mm. and there is a little bit of penetration. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I want I want those all over uh, the text, like uh, as I'm writing it, like all those double entendres. I want yeah. to have. That's why the holy erotica thing. Even then, I was like, you know, I'm gonna have. If you notice, still alliteration, just using words instead of, you yeah. know, just for the body parts themselves. And I yeah. just feel like, you know, and I didn't go too far. Like, that's yeah. funny. You said penetration. I didn't say it like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that she Even... put on a strap on it. That's kind of <laughs> what I, I decided. I was like, let me continue with the analogy of yeah. the lioness again. And let me just have like, you know, animal yeah. stuff. And be like, yeah, she moaned. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite, by the way. And I heard it now when you go, when all was moaned and done. Yeah. Instead of when all was said and done. Yeah. <laughs> that was another line. I was like, so, yeah. and wrote this. I yes. Yes. <laughs> so I definitely want, uh, if there was an adjective for me as a writer, I definitely want playful to yeah. be, you know, even as a comic too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd love it that way. Like, and that's why I like the high ground and the low ground of it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I could be playful and uh, have little lines like that. Yeah. And then I'll follow it up with the whole idea of like permanence and the whole idea of temporary versus, and that is the whole idea of behind tattoos. And that's, by the way, as, if you kept reading or not in this episode, but I'd love to come back for a future episode. Yeah. So I did want to uh, have the shortest episode, but I think I'm right in the average length, right? Is it an hour yeah. in? Yeah, hour 16. Hour 16. All right. So I would recommend to the person who ever listens to it. <laughs> uh, I think in editing, find out when you start reading from it, because I think that alone could just be an episode of like a standby episode of time. Time, time to... Or time to... T time for Tim to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of time to teach Tim. And speaking it's a spin-off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to also have a, a spin-off podcast where I know everything. Tim Car knows Carl everything? give me the idea where I'm just an arrogant prick and I'm just like, "Let me tell you something." <laughs> <laughs> there's this guy like that there's a guy that does that on Netflix. He like ruins like Adam ruins everything. Adam yeah, ruins everything. Yeah. yeah, so there already, that already exists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yours could kind of be like, well, or whatever. That's what I, mean, I don't ruin it. I'm just Yeah, exactly. Tell it like it is. Tim tells it like it is. <laughs> Tim tells it like it is. Yeah. Which, by the way, alliteration, time to teach Tim. Oh, love it. Love it. I love the uh, alliteration the title of the show. Um, yeah, that was really fun. That was... Uh, yeah. You I got hope, anything so, oh, to... Anything to plug? I mean, not really. I know that you have your uh, Scotty's for you guys tomorrow. Yeah, but this is going to come out... After uh, that, anyway, yeah, yeah, in um, two weeks, whatever. I don't know how many uh people, you know, what I'm gonna plug the, the book is out yeah. there. Go to Amazon.com. <laughs> Amazon if you have, oh, by the way, I, I can I can recommend her book too. It's called Becoming, uh, it's a collection of poetry. This uh girl I met, um, she's actually a badass. She actually would be outside with the typewriter and be like, for a dollar, maybe it was oh, she'll do your like feet. a poem I'll write a poem about, your spot about yeah. you. And yeah, and she would hustle. She was a hustler though. She'd be out there when it was frigid and who's to even say, but she'd always get at least a few, yeah. you know, um, I read all of becoming the book and she ordered my book too. So once she ordered it, she did a little selfie with mine okay. and then, and so she asked me, she's like, how'd you do it? So createspace.com. That's the great starting entry point. Um, I want to learn more about Angelo's. I'd love to even do a uh, consumer yeah. reports. I'd love to use them for uh, stories uh, 
which from this yeah. it'll be episodes or whatever you want to call them kill episodes i don't know what to call it yet <laughs> um uh four through uh six but uh yeah. or one through three who knows because this is when she first meets betty you just read yeah. about yeah betty remembering it mm-hmm. do you have are you going to keep with the on uh, the disordered i have not revisited this in terms of as a writing uh task i don't like calling it a task that's like you know yeah i don't like the connotation project Project, whatever you want yeah Yeah. anyway i haven't the last thing that i did was with my with my friend dave uh my friend brett like uh he actually wrote a screenplay based on it and he's actually done movies um Mm. that are available at walmart Uh, what's it called Redbox? or no no their rental thing yeah i Uh, forgot what it's called red box whatever it is the big red box in front so he has one one of his movies is 90 feet from home which uh, dope and uh, for any wrestling fans, I know uh, Josh. Well, oh, yeah, he doesn't listen to this, but any, I don't know if you have other <laughs> listeners that are wrestling fans. But if there are, or if, I don't know if you have, you're familiar. But uh, Shawn Michaels, he was called the Heartbreak Kid in wrestling. Yeah. Big, like you know. Oh, you even know that name and stuff. Yeah, okay. I re- uh, like. So he would have a kick to the per- and he'd call it Sweet Chin Music. It was awesome. Anyway, this is like him doing a serious role. Uh, he's not even the main character. He's like a side character of the main. Yeah. Or a good balance. Anyway. He converted this into a screenplay, but we've never, uh, you know. Yeah, but so. that could be really fun if we want to get another guest, and it could be like time to read a screenplay. And I could ask Brett if he's mm. like be down for us doing that, and be like, yeah, we'll just do a table read of uh, the screenplay. I think it's, it's like eighty something pages, maybe a little bit longer or shorter. It's like a perfect, for like a you know, full yeah, length yeah. feature of a movie, and uh, it's kind of cool though because he modified certain things, even in yeah. terms of he was like. The whole lesbian story in his, it's like a side kind of thing. But the main character in his, instead of Betty, the main detective is a male. And he's like, listen, he's like, I know what I'm doing. And I, yeah, I respect yeah, it. And he yeah. was like, I, 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 I'm still going to respect your craft. And it works. But he's like, but in the film industry, he's like this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a math guy too. And I'm like, I, I Lesbians I res- yeah. don't sell tickets. Or something, right? something like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't like I wasn't like as I was reading his version, being like he fucking killed off my character. <laughs> no, I was like I love yeah, he. It's what I said way earlier. The whole idea of like a brainchild, where it's yeah. like yeah, this is my baby, but it's not like he took my baby and yeah. whatever analogy you want to make. You like, gotta, yeah. you gotta. What's the he saying? enhanced it and it's really cool. Yeah. So anyway, so that's a project that uh, he did, but we never went to level two, which would be actually pitching it to uh, studios. So. Uh, but yeah, in terms of stuff I have coming up, I wish I had an exact date or anything, but I do know yeah. that uh, I am going to be doing it at the same place that you had just recently had a show at RTB. Oh, so right. I will be opening, so I'll probably have only... How much did you get when you got to do for Bob Levy? I did 10. You did 10. Yeah. And was the lady already drunk? Yeah, she was gone already. She had already oh. uh, been removed. Oh, so it was while he was hosting. Okay. So... Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so she was there. She was like a problem from like the beginning of the show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like even before the show. I was like, oh, that's okay. not good. Why is she sitting literally in the front? Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Uh, poor Angela Sharp did uh, a set. You know, quiet little Angela Sharp. I felt so bad. And this, this woman is yelling for lady every song like, that Angela's yeah, trying yeah. to do. Oh, you're done. Yeah. No, yeah. at that point, because I know Angela. Uh, like, if I'm, if my intention was doing a song and somebody's gonna, I'm like, yeah. sing with me. 
And I yeah. just give them a very basic thing to start saying with me as a chorus. Yeah, but her, like, she, she's got those tight little jokes that if, like, yes, if you miss exactly. the sentence, especially in her in-between songs, like, of if you course. miss the sentence, you're like, oh, I don't know what the rest of the yeah. set is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what <laughs> but, she, uh, the transitions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a concert. That's the whole thing. That's so, why I respect it. She puts on a concert, and, yeah, so, yeah. so she would have had 10 minutes, but instead she got... Well, she, no, she, I think she, she did, did do she 10, did 10, but she did yeah. 10. And but, then Elazar went up to do 10 and then was... Uh, assaulted. <laughs> yes, yeah, I heard. And then okay. Yeah, and so I, I like, and I benefited felt, yeah. from, uh, <laughs> yeah, Elazar almost getting stabbed. <laughs> it felt like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, okay, now that mom and dad are done fighting, which is Uncle uh, Tim is gonna <laughs> tell some jokes. <laughs> What's the deal with dicks? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But uh, I wanted, uh, I kind of wanted to see Bob Levy deal with her. Oh so yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I get mm. to do mine without her there. Which honestly, I would have lost the crowd in like have. Eh, we don't need to go into this on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. But, all right, uh, check it out on Amazon. Surreal cereal. S u r r e a l space s c r i a l posted p o s t e n. Yes, and get it six fifty. I don't even think there was shipping. If you have Prime, you don't have to. Yeah, baby, I use my sister. Shout out to Rose. She's always like, I never get shout outs. She got two on this episode. Wow. Has she listened to any episodes? Yeah, she listened. Did she listen? Oh, did she listen to you read the opening paragraph? She was probably up there, yeah. Oh, the back of the book? She listened to you read yeah. it? Well, tell her to be like, now you can hear the context yeah. of it. And yeah. she be like, I hate this posting. <laughs> yeah. He is foul? No, Alliteration! She's <laughs> seen much. you. She's we, seen me perform? Yeah. Oh, was she at Brighton a, Bar. Oh, at Brighton. Wow. Yeah, with the cards. Oh my gosh, she was there that night? Yeah. I crushed that night. That yeah. was, uh, that's a shout out to Carl Callahan, who yeah. was like- Carl Callan. Carl Callan. Car- so, uh, creator yeah. of Balls, coming exactly. soon. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, Steve, you want to you you get on the show? I'm doing me. And I mean, Kelsey produced the show down at Brighton. You want to get on the show? It's and actually like, not sure. a bear, Carl. And then he's like, uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm on it. So I show up. And yeah, he's like, uh, you know, his tickets are $7. So uh, <laughs> you know what he is? He's basically, uh, or who I'm doing right now is Mo from The Simpsons. And oh, my, you got to get out of the bar. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so he's like, yeah, so tickets are $7, right? Uh, so I show up and I'm like, how much can I get? He's like, I'll give you seven. I'll give you seven. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, yeah. So your sister saw me kill for seven. So she'll yeah. be like, oh, the same guy with the cards. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All, All right. right. Yeah, we got to play us this. out, Tim. Tim's kind of dumb. Let's help him get Stuff. smart. It's time Stuff. to teach Tim. Stuff. Only 